In the name of Jesus, amen. Dear saints, you know the sign at restaurants. You've seen it. I used to see it a lot more when I was a kid. You don't see it as much now, but it would say there right on the door, no shirt, no shoes, no service, right? There was a dress code. If you weren't wearing a shirt, you can't come in and eat. Schools have dress codes. I remember one time a classmate came to school with something inappropriate on his shirt and he was sent right home to change. The nicer the place, by the way, the nicer, uh, the fancier the event, the more strict the dress code. Remember, in fact, the parable from a few weeks ago where Jesus was telling the parable of the wedding feast? It's the king's having a wedding feast for his son and the people that were invited didn't come, so he sent the armies to... Uh, he sent the armies to destroy them and then went out to the highways and the byways to invite all the other people and they're having a wedding feast and he comes in and there's a person not with a wedding garment and he was thrown into outer darkness where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. The fellow didn't have the right co- clothes. He didn't pass the dress code. From the text in Revelation, it seems that there is a dress code for heaven itself. You have to be wearing a white robe to get in. But here's the problem. That white robe is righteousness, and righteousness you do not have. Every false word, every wicked thought, every bit of anger and lust and greed and wrong desire is a black mark on your robe. Every minute of boredom with the Scriptures, rebellion against your parents, every neglected, every neglected prayer is a tear, a rip in your white robe. Every moment of fear of something, of anything other than God, of love for something more than God, of trust in something else is a stain in your robe, a stain that you can't get out. If, if, if we were to walk around with all of the marks of our sin on the outside, if they were all showing for the world to see, none of us would dare to show our faces. We would hide our heads in shame and hide in darkness. But it's even worse. For we were born with this, with this sin. We were born in rags. We started out this way. It's not as if we were even born with a chance, some sort of shiny white baby robe that would have passed the inspection of heaven. No, they were stained and torn from day one. And you, dear saints, have been making it worse every day every day since. And it's even worse than that. Even worse. For if we were to to look at these filthy rags that are made worse and worse, more putrid by our sin, we think there's got to be a way to fix it, to clean it up, to make myself a bit more presentable. And, and we get to the business of good works. If sin makes me look worse in front of God, then good works will make me look better, right? But listen to Isaiah. He's going to destroy us. Isaiah 64, verse 6. We have all become like one who is unclean and our righteous deeds are like a polluted garment. Our righteous deeds. We fade like a leaf and our iniquities like the wind take us away. 
Your righteous deeds are like polluted garments. Your good works are filthy rags. And heaven has a dress code? If we can't even bear to stand in front of each other in the shame of our sin, imagine what it is to stand before the face of God in front of His radiance that destroys corruption. Hebrews says that it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Indeed, it should be utterly frightful to us to appear at the doors of heaven dressed like this in our filth and our shame, and there is then no hope for us. Listen, there is no hope for you, not in yourself, not in your goodness, not in your works and in your efforts. Yes, pastor, we know. We're not saved by works. We've heard this all before. This, dear saints, is utterly serious. You, each one of you, has a sinful flesh that cannot let go. Your sinful flesh cannot come to grips with its own utter sinfulness. It always has to be good or powerful. It always wants to play a part in your salvation. Our sinful flesh wants to stand up before God just like the devil himself did and claim to have something on its own, claim to have some sort of merit or goodness or something that it deserves. Your flesh wants to, and make no mistake about it, your flesh wants to stand before the judgment seat of God and hold up those rags, the filthy threads of your works, the efforts. And the result is judgment. There is a dress code for heaven. White robes. There is a requirement to get in. Righteousness. And you don't have it. And you can't have it. You cannot do enough. So imagine it. Imagine yourself standing there in, in tattered filth. In, in the putrid stench of your sin. Standing at the doorway to heaven. And there at your side is a bowl, a vat, and it's filled with blood. And you take off your, you take off your robe, and, and you plunge it into that bowl, into that blood, and you pull it out, and you can't believe your eyes. It's so white that it hurts to look at it. It's wider than any launderer could attain. There's not a spot or a tear or a wrinkle to be seen. This is something. You know, dear saints, you know the stains in your own life. The stains that you could not wash out. The sins that you've regretted for years and they're not there. And you can't even find where they were. It is white and holy and pure and it is yours. Listen, one of the elders addressed me, Revelation 7, and said, Who are these clothed in white robes and where have they come from? I said to him, Sir, you know. And he said to me, These are the ones coming out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Dear saints, you are dressed in a robe made white by the blood of the Lamb. 
You are dressed in the holiness that comes from the blood of Jesus. You are dressed to the T in the perfection of the Son of God, in the righteousness of God Himself. You are clothed in Christ. You are covered with His holiness. The righteousness that you lack, He has. And He wraps it around you and covers your shame and hides your guilt and forgives your sins. Oh, the wonder of it. The wonder of the Lord's gift of justification. Jesus imputes His righteousness to you. We sit here and we believe His promise that our sins are forgiven. And the righteousness of Jesus and all the treasures are poured out on us. When God the Father comes to judge us, when we stand before Him, He does not see our sin, but instead sees the perfection of Jesus. Will God, will God accept you and let you into heaven? Will God the Father accept His Son into heaven? It's the same question. You, dear saints, are hidden in Christ. You bear His name. You have His perfection. Not only will the Father accept you into heaven, but He delights to bring you there, to have you as His friend, to have you as His Holy One, to have you as His saint, perfected by Christ. It's the Father's delight to clothe you in this white robe, to give you the righteousness of Christ to dwell with you. To dwell with you forever. This is a comfort beyond compare. It is a gift beyond our understanding. It is a hope beyond all hope. Again, we hear the words of John. I looked and behold a great, a great multitude that no one could number from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands, crying out with a loud voice, salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. And all the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures. And they fell on their face before the throne and worshiped God, saying, Amen. Blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then one of the elders addressed me, saying, Who are these clothed in white robes? Where have they come from? And I said, Sir, you know. And he said, These are the ones coming out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore, they are before the throne of God and serve Him day and night in His temple. And he who sits on the throne will shelter them with his presence. They shall hunger no more, thirst no more. The sun shall not strike them nor any scorching heat. For the lamb in the midst of the throne will be their shepherd. He will guide them to springs of living water. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Dear saints, that is our hope. That is our future. Because heaven has a dress code. The righteousness of Christ. 
the blood of Jesus. And you are covered in life and death. This is your comfort. And this is your peace. Amen. And now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.